Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Dominic Patton. And I'm Pete Hammond. And this is the final Deadline Podcast TV talk of this Emmy season. We're taking it right to the limit, right up to the end of voting. Yes, we are. So why not? We're going to be discussing the Emmys and going out on a limb saying what will win and what we think should win. So we're going to separate it in that way, but we're going to make these predictions. And if we lose, sue us. Um, and well, you're I mean, also- you know, and, and by the way, if you sue us, we will write about you suing us. Because <laughs> it, will be, it will get us a huge amount of traffic, both for the yeah, podcast. You do have to realize that Dominic there is also our legal rep- uh, eagle reporter here so uh, and, and we would we could turn that lawsuit into only lawsuits on the website the podcast <laughs> uh, you're also going to hear a snippet of my conversation uh with the uh, creator of uh, dope sick one of these nominees we'll be talking about here but i think we're going to start with comedy series we need a few laughs here dominic so all right what's going to win what's going to win best comedy series well here's the thing here's the thing this is no laughing matter it's going to be abbott elementary and it should be abbott elementary okay it's and and, you know i will say uh, earlier in the earlier in the season both in phase one and what now we were talking about i was kind of flying the flag for network tv which honestly is not a position i come to naturally um but this has to be the one. It has to be. Well, the critics would agree with you. It won. It swept. I shouldn't say it just won. It swept the Television Critics Association Awards uh, in the last few days, uh, winning four. I mean, they pretty much gave it everything they could give it. I think a little overkill because there's a lot of good comedy here. Um, but it also uh, is winning in other groups. You can see the momentum going. It does seem to be this is the only network broadcast network series in any of the three major categories we're talking about here today drama series uh comedy series and limited series that's pretty remarkable that it's come down to that it's holding the flag and there may be a kind of oddly a sympathy vote for the networks here for the i think so so. and I, i don't think and by the way i don't think that's a bad thing i really don't I think, look, I think you've got a lot of heavy hitters here. Only murders in the building. Of course, the, the reigning champ right now, Ted Lasso. Hell, maybe maybe you could even see some Barry. But I just think the fact is Abbott Elementary, it does what all great comedies aspire to do. A, it's really funny. But B, it's funny. It's funny both in an evergreen and in an incredibly germane way to the times we live in. And I think as you watch this and the quality of the quality of the cast, the quality of everything else, it has proven itself to just be the one. It's just the one this year. 
All right. Well, I look at here's my thing. I look at it as a numbers game in a lot of ways. And if you get the indication here that the Emmys have given Ted Lasso, their their great darling of last year, 20 nominations, that means big support across the entire Academy there. Uh, and also uh, Hacks, which I think is a terrific show, 17 nominations in terms of the newcomers, only murders in the building way ahead of Abbott and Elementary with 17 nominations. That seems to me there is more support on these levels. And then with Barry, by the way, which is beloved in the industry, has been out of the game the last two years, not eligible, is back in a big way with 14 nominations. I wouldn't discount that, except a lot of people that vote in comedy say, oh, but is that a comedy or it's so dark? Well, I mean, that's but I would say this, Peter, referencing your 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 quip earlier about me also um, uh, leading our legal charge here at Deadline. Emmys, like juries, only need that one special vote to get you off. And that's where I think Abbott Elementary have really has this because it has it has lightning in a bottle. And you know, yes, Ted Lasso. No one's going to argue. They're, they came. They came back strong. They, in many other years, this would just be a you know, please recycle the trophy. But right. in this particular case, I think that you just have to say, look, you, other people might have bigger numbers, but we have the energy. We have the cultural imperative, and that wins. It looks like it. You know what? It's moment. I. You know what I've said over and over and over. All these award races come down to momentum when the ballots are out. And the ballots are going out tomorrow, Friday. They're going out and, and the voting begins. And so actually the voting's been going on. I shouldn't yeah. say they're just going out. They went out last Friday. The ballots continue and they end on uh, Monday. So you know what? This may, may be right at the right time for Abbott Elementary. I had picked... Ted Lasso, because I thought, oh, they'll repeat with that 20 nominations. Now I'm thinking Ted Lasso and Hacks may both pull from each other. Oh, in that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. And, how, very, uh, how very Alaska voting system of you, my friend. <laughs> I, no, but you're I right. I mean, look, you're lot. right. When you, when you talk about this in terms of the math of it, the fact of the matter is the way the first choice, second choice, that whole system works, there is a sort of way at which there's a tipping point at which the numbers simply fall in a way there, there's a kind of inevitability about this. There, I would just, also add a, there just may be an Abbott Elementary lane here. Yeah, that exactly. I'm not guaranteeing that in the end, this is what I'm going to pick. But for our purposes today, I'm going to say that right during this voting period, Abbott Elementary has got the momentum. So we'll say it's a will win. Should win? Oh, my God. Curb your enthusiasm. For God's oh sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> 11 years of uh, brilliant, brilliant Larry David comedy. It's never won. I am sorry. I know it doesn't have a chance in the world. It's got even fewer Mr. nominations. Mr. Hammond. Larry David is, to pick up on what you just said, he is well within my, my dark humor lane. But let me <laughs> tell you. I love Larry it. David will live on just fine and his bank account will continue to flourish 
without this Emmy. Like, uh, okay. Cry now, no tears for Larry David, my friend. All right. Now let me get this over quickly for you. Lead actress in a comedy series will go and should go again to Gene Smart in Hacks, a brilliant creation by a brilliant actress. I just don't see her uh, losing again, uh, losing this year to any of these uh, other nominees, including Abbott's, uh, uh, you know, triple, quadruple threat Quinta Brunson, who's nominated here along with Rachel Brosnahan, who's won before Katie Cuoco. She's not going to win. Elle Fanning won't, won't win here, but I, she's very good in the great. And Issa Rae, who's been overlooked and will be continued to be overlooked, sadly, uh, for Insecure. I just don't think she's going to get it. I think now, it's I'm not. Now, I am not. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you know that Peter and I rare, we, we don't agree often, <laughs> but we do agree. When we do agree, we agree. Yeah. Um, I absolutely agree that Gene Smart will win this. However, in the interest of at least at least drilling a little bit more out of this category before we move on, who do you think could be the dark? Who who do you think could be the surprise runner up here? Um, I, you know, because I, I don't of see it. Your thing that people can cancel each other out. They can. In this category, I don't see it. I don't think there's a surprise. I can't give you one. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think there's a surprise runner up here. Interesting. Um, look, it's the last season of Insecure. It's a terrific show. She's great. Love, love, love Issa Rae. But I think her time has come to win the Emmy. It's not happening here. Well, for, uh, for, this, for this role. I for think, this I role. Think, I think, let's be clear, Issa is building an empire and that empire will strike back at some point. Oh, definitely. And she deserves it, but it's not going to happen here. This is Gene Smart. Okay. okay. Lead, lead so an actor, now here's where it gets interesting because sometimes friends have to stab each other in the back. <laughs> at least only murders in the building. Okay. So we have Steve Martin and Martin Short for Martin only Short. It's Martin okay. Short. Okay. Bill Hader, who's nope. won it. He's it's won Martin it twice. Short. The only two times he won it both times. Um, no. Danny, Dan, Donald Glover's won this, um, or he won something. I and, actually think that part of the issue here with Donald Glover, who that, that, that penultimate season of Atlanta is amazing, and the new season's coming up very, very soon. I think like, like Barry, there's sometimes this confusion with Atlanta, like, is it a comedy? Because right. it transcends genre in its brilliance. But yeah. I think Murder in the Building, which I am not the world's biggest fan of, by the way. But this is more, this second well, who? season. Who? From I know, her? I know. Sacrilege all around, trust me. Okay, um, is it Steve or is it Marty? Marty. Oh, I wouldn't argue with that. I think he's like a, just a genius. And so, I, uh, I, yeah, I, but I think this is. This I is, think they cancel each other out. Oh, okay? really? So who, so who comes? I, I don't see Jason no. Sudeikis repeating. He won last year. I don't think that's going to happen again this year. Uh, I see it going to Bill Hader in Barry, uh, who has been off for two years, is considered a genius, and I just see that there's a lot of Emmy history here that will be repeated. Uh, he will come back and win it. And who should win it? Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Marty Short, for a, a magnificent career. He's just amazing, and uh, he can take on almost anything, and uh, I, I would go with him. All right, so moving our focus along, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're keeping a running tally of this and you can write to us as you do and tell us how we were wrong <laughs> on every level. Yes. Let us move into the drama category. All right. I unfortunately 
have to kind of plead, plead a middle ground here. I, at this junction, I cannot tell you whether or not I think it is going to be succession or squid game. And I think based on this huge acclaim and success, which I agree with 100% of their series finale just recently, I think there's a very good chance Better Call Saul could split the odds and take this. Oh, wow. I, I was thinking that myself because it has this tremendous advantage here during voting of having its finale, which isn't eligible, folks. Next year. Emmy. It's next year. You have another shot at Better Call Saul next year. But do voters think that way? I don't think they do. I think they think they're watching the finale and they're voting right now. And so I agree with you. This, if Better Call Saul pulls this out and it's never won, but if it pulls it out, it's because of this brilliant strategy of the way they've un unveiled the final season, split it in half and, uh, and done it. And so uh, I would not be shocked to see Better Call Saul. I would not be stunned to see Succession, of course, because yeah. Succession has 25 more nominations than anything. You go by the statistics here. It is with this show uh, to continue its run, uh, no matter what happens to it in other categories. Squid Game, uh, I will mention where I think it's going to win, but I don't think it's going to win in this category. I don't think Ozark's going to take it in no. its final season either. Euphoria, I do not see winning at all here. Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets, are gonna, Yellow Jackets are gonna clean up nicely when it comes to actress category. No Again, I will give my Yellow Jackets Emmy in a moment, but not in this category. You have not mentioned one that I think is percolating as a real dark horse here. Severance? Severance. And once again, I feel Apple you, but I do not could be the upset the apple cart like it did at the Oscars. It's upset hold on, the apple was that, cart. Hold on, was that apple cart reference a pun based yeah. on the platform? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I wrote about this in my column notes on a season on deadline.com. Uh, last uh, Friday, I, I did a thing about our contenders event, how we had to ask this question. What other show, this was for interstitial programming, it wasn't part of the actual pieces. Uh, what other show would you have wanted to work on this season, be a part of that you aren't a part of? And oh my God, answer, answer, answer after answer in the eight uh, panels that I did was this show. I mean, I sat there, you know, gobsmacked. It was severance, it was severance, it was severance. And I realized there is an undercurrent uh, for this show right off the bat in season one uh, in the industry, in the- Yeah, well, I will tell I mean, like, they are definitely, I'm not saying entirely, but you pointed this out to me a number of years ago, and I always hold it as the gold standard of award season campaigning. They're definitely pulling more than a few pages from the Ben Affleck book of campaigning. They are- they are, they're not quite showing up for the opening of every fridge, but they're pretty close. <laughs> you know, yes. And I think if there's an upset to be had, a darker, I'm not saying I'm predicting it. I'm not saying it will win. I'm saying look out for this one here. Yeah. I'm going to go safe bet. I want, you know, I want to make the money at the track here. So I'm going to go with succession uh, to win. And in terms of what should win, my God, you know, better call Saul. I'll fall for this thing with the finale and everything happening now. 
give it to them now. You never know what's going to happen next year, but they deserve it. Uh, yeah. This happened, by the way, with its precursor series, exactly. Breaking Bad. It didn't win in this category until near the end of its run. Uh, when it started, it, it won in the acting categories, but not in this category until the end when it started appearing on Netflix, uh, you know, yeah. from uh, reruns and things. So uh, same, I would say very would, same thing. We saw a lot of that with, with, with Mad Men. There's a distinct AMC strategy here that you have to give them credit for. They've, they've stuck to it over the decades and it works. And I think yeah. it could work here. But yeah. there is this is this is a three way fight. This is succession. This is, a, this, is squid, this is a squid game. And somebody, only one survivor will there be. Okay, now. now lead actress in a drama series. I just teased this, but I am predicting Melanie Linsky in Yellow Jackets. I think her time has finally come. Her first Emmy nomination, folks. Yeah. Has there been a more reliable performer year in and year out in so many different things? I think the fellow actors who are the ones voting here uh, will recognize that. And, and this series um, will find an Emmy in its first year in this category. I, I, hate, I hate to sound like we're moving along for the sake of brevity because it's a podcast. We can talk all day. <laughs> totally agree. I, yeah. I just think we should move on to best actor because we're we're just we're, we've got this one. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, you know, sadly, Sandra Oh, who's been nominated thirteen times and with no wins, uh, deserves deserves to uh, get this. Laura Linney has not won for Ozark, but she's got four Emmys at home. Jodie Comer won. I think she, her time has come and gone in that category. Uh, and Reese Witherspoon, I personally love. You know, that is my guilty pleasure. The morning show. She's not going to win here. And Zendaya won before this is yeah. her second chance we don't know there's we don't know if this love is still there in that way for her but i have a feeling melanie is going to sneak in okay lead actor in a drama series well my heart and head goes with squid games lee jungjae I, I think, think he's gonna win i think uh, he was a the show is a global phenomenon breaking barriers literally and figuratively um the fact that it got this far along no squid game joke references but the fact that it got this far along in the emmy process I, if some of you may or may not remember i was very dubious about tv academy members how they would vote for this because i thought some of the violence would turn them off i as my game of thrones past predictions should have told me was incorrect turns out tv academy members not so hot on groundbreaking uh shows like reservation dogs but they love the blood and guts um, maybe that's just the sign of the times. Um, yeah. I do think, though, that Lee Jong-jae, who is a superstar in South Korea, has now become a global superstar. And I think that this, this is his time. And I will also say we he joined us, as did other members of the cast, for our Contenders events, um, both of them this year, Contenders TV. And the man just reeked, reeked of winner. He does. He. I talked to him uh, and did a, a behind the. Yeah, line. it was great. You're behind in, the. Line and and you know and there he was, had directed you know and and had a movie that he directed and starred in called Hunt that just picked up by Magnolia Pictures and uh, you know and he did a great job there. His time has come. This will be the big win here for Squid Game in this category. But who should win? Well, you know, I think Adam Scott's very good in Severance, by the way, really good uh, and, and surprised me here. Uh, but I really believe that poor Bob Odenkirk has to get an Emmy sometime for this role that he started on Breaking Bad and now has taken to new heights 
uh, here and evolved it so brilliantly that if he doesn't get it this year, he's getting please, it next year. Please give this it this year. Breaking Bad will have a very good chance yeah. at drama, I think, as we've laid out before. And Ray Seahorn will have it, like it. That's happened. We're not really going to get too much into supporting, but Ray. You got this. Ray Seaborn, please. Oh, Ray yes. yes, absolutely. Yes. She's she's just brilliant. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, now we're going to move on to limited series. Uh, it's got a lot of prestigious uh, nominees here. And okay. it is a tough one to call because... You have the White Lotus with 20 nominations. You have the uh, highly critically acclaimed um, Dope Sick with the 14 nominations. Then you have Pam and Tommy uh, with 10, Inventing Anna only with three, uh, and the Dropout only with six. What say you for who's going to win this? Dope Sick. And I'm not saying that because you're talking to Danny Strong later. I think Dope Sick, which has, which has, pretty much cleaned up moving moving forward and forward and forward in this with award after award, acclaim after acclaim, um, is now become a sense part of the political culture insofar as the battle against uh, the opiate crisis and the, the horrors that is afflicted upon America, especially the heartland. Um, I just think it may be in another year, White Lotus is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of indicators towards White Lotus. I'm not too sure I'd wanna pick up a compass and not walk in its direction. But I do feel like this, this is Dope Sick has, as we mentioned earlier, it has a lot of nominations, has Michael Keaton in it, has a lot of that, right? But it has the momentum. And momentum is, momentum is its own force of gravity. Yeah. Well, I have predicted in our awards line digital issue where I made predictions that Dope Sick would win. But I pointed out in, in doing that, that I wish they could give it to both White Lotus and Dope Sick. They're two very different kinds of shows, but they're thrown into this category together. And Dope Sick would be the more traditional kind of winner, something that's taking on an, a, a, a hot issue and really making a difference there. The White Lotus is a bunch of self-possessed tourists, are you know, vacationers at a very swank hotel in Hawaii it's a bit different, but it's freaking brilliant. Mike yeah. White, writer, director, that show. I was just riveted by the White Lotus. And with 20 nominations, I think it's got a real shot. However, eight of those 20 are all in the supporting uh, categories of limited series where I think it'll win. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, num the numbers make it it wins and yeah. for murray bartlett i do think they reward it there and i think possibly in writing or directing uh mike white will probably emerge in the end probably more voters might check off dope sick here it's very close and i know having um uh interviewed a number of people and i've got danny strong coming up but i know uh having talked to some people off the uh 
off camera, uh, they are nervous about White Lotus uh, and they know this is close. So yeah. um, this is a tough, this is the toughest call for me right now. I could keep changing my mind. I'll stick with what I've already said, dope sick, but watch out for White Lotus. And I would say what should win there they should both win. I said this in my copy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for copying out here. Um, but, no, but, you know, I mean, but I do think I will say this. I look in elections and in 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 marriages. You only got to make one choice, at least if, at least unless you decide to vote again or divorce. But that's another year. <laughs> I think in in this. But I do think in these these cases, you know, I would not have had a problem many years ago at the Oscars if La La Land and Moonlight had both won. I, I think there I think there are times when you just have to say I'm sorry. You 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 can't you can't put someone ahead even by a hair here. There is a lot of talent. There's a lot of skill. There's a dexterity. Maybe they both deserve it. I mean, is there anything in the rules say they can't? No, and they could tie. Uh, you know, a tie is a tie. Um, so there's that. Um, Let's uh, look at lead actor in a limited series. This one, I don't think there's a question uh, here. It's Michael Keaton in Dope Sick. Oh, he yeah, had to buddy. play three different levels of this one character, um, uh, a more straight guy here uh, investigating all of this, who then becomes addicted himself and then goes on. Yeah, I mean, he, he, is, he is the, the small town doctor who becomes... He becomes his own patient, in a sense. Um, exactly. And, and, and you know, it's Michael. I think he's and great it's Michael. He's there's again there's a momentum here leading up to this in 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 lesser awards. Um, his time is right. I he's mean, it, won. It, he's won all the things. I would. This is one where I'd be very surprised uh, if he lost. And there's some terrific people nominated against him. Colin Firth is great in the yeah. staircase. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. The, and, the and only Garfield, nomination for seen. By the way, if you haven't seen Under the Banner of Heaven. Um, Andrew Garfield, the need, only nomination for that, though. Yeah. yeah, you need. I mean, Under the Banner of Heaven is amazing television. Sebastian Stan, you know, Sebastian Stan's a very talented actor. The best he's great. Yeah, he's great as Tommy Lee. Playing Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, who, by the Brilliant. way, is still alive and could, you know. Um, and uh, Hamish Patel yeah. is great in Station Eleven, exactly. too. Exactly. Um, so they're but, all but good. This is, but this is Michael Keaton's. This you is Michael. You Michael can't Keaton's take this away. Movie. You can't take this away from him. And what a career! I mean, I at know. this point, Michael Keaton. I mean, Michael Keaton has been left for dead like more times you can imagine. <laughs> and the guy he finds new way. It's not like a resurrection. It's like it, it's a, he reimagines himself. It's amazing. It's I'll amazing. never forget when you know a lot of people said, "Oh, it's going to be Michael Keaton for lead actor for best actor at the Oscars." for Birdman, which was yeah. an amazing performance and things. But I knew Eddie Redmayne would win. I, I watched how that campaign went down and, and the way it was going to go and, and that role. Um, but I think Michael Keaton thought Michael Keaton was going to win because there was a shot of him in the audience when when Kate Blanchett says, and the winner is Eddie Redmayne. And then uh, you, the, it went on to Michael Keaton in the audience pulling out his speech and tearing it up a little bit or putting Aww, it back, putting it back in his pocket. It was a little sad moment. He won't have to do that this year no. at the no. Emmys. Michael Keaton, is only, Michael Keaton is only writing one Emmy speech. <laughs> <laughs> Lead actress is uh, Amanda Seyfried um, with Lily James running, coming on the outside, uh, I think. Which is a nice way of saying this category belongs to Hulu. 
Uh, this definitely belongs <laughs> to Hulu. Amanda, of course, playing Elizabeth Holmes, yes. the controversial um, inventor of Theranos. And well, not inventor, to be honest. Uh, whatever and she was. Yes, um, and the, uh, the, the, she and went the, from sensation to disgrace. And actually, how ironic it would be for Amanda to be up there accepting an Emmy as about the same time Elizabeth Holmes is in court getting sentenced to yeah. prison. Having been uh, found guilty. I know. That is a split screen I would live for, my friend. <laughs> but, you know, I will say this, too. <laughs> Pam and Tommy is problematic in many ways, but certainly Lily James's performance oh as Pamela Anderson is, 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 I mean, a stunning work of not just talent, but also physical dexterity and transformation. There are a lot of very heavy hitters here. Julia Garner, Sarah Paulson, Tony Collette. Margaret Qualley. I mean, it's this is a this is a very 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 strong category. It, it's hype. Too often people will go hyperbolic, and you say, "Oh, everyone in this category deserves to win it." This is the case in this one. This really is. There's there's no one who's here sort of like as the as the sympathy vote. But Amanda, this is hers. It has to be. It has to be. I would say so, except. Of, you know, watching somebody just inhabit somebody you know so well, like Pam Anderson, this could be the Emmy that Pamela Anderson will never win. It will take Lily James to give her her due in this kind of uh, forum. And I think that would be highly ironic if that happened. So uh, I would say it is Amanda's, but look out for uh, Lily James. And a little shout out here because I really was impressed as I always am by Sarah Paulson and in playing Linda Tripp, she gave her all there. The show wasn't as well received as she is the first to say she was shocked to get this nomination. I wasn't. Talk about a transformation there. Mm -hmm. uh, actors recognize that kind of thing here. It's really interesting to see that all of these nominees, Julia Garner, Lily James, Sarah Paulson, uh, Amanda Seyfried, and even uh, Margaret Qualley in Made, it's based on the experiences of the writer, even though it's fictionalized uh, name and everything. They're all playing real people. It pays yeah. to play uh, real people in this game. So that's where we are with the wills and the shoulds and all of this whole Emmy thing. It's up to you guys out there uh, to uh, pick your own and, uh, and see if you agree with us or don't agree with us. Uh, it's there. Uh, we've been talking about limited series here and I had the opportunity here to talk to Danny Strong who, uh, wrote and uh, directed some, uh, and created a uh, dope sick. He's an Emmy winner for game change and recount nominated and all kinds of movies in the past based on real events and real, uh, uh situations as is, dope sick and so i want you to listen to part of my conversation with danny strong you know when you take on a project like this that is so in my opinion those people are so reprehensible and you know a, the pharma company the, the pharma company yeah. here is just um why do you want to live with that and do you think about that because this is a big project and this is going to take a long time yeah and and, and it's a deep dive into that but it's also, to me, activism on the highest plane where you can have a very impact, a big impact as the power of the writer here. Yeah. Um, well, that's definitely part of the goal. Uh, there are two goals, right? Um, first is to create a fantastic piece of entertainment. 
you know, a show that people are going to be riveted by. You got to want to watch it. You got to want to watch it first. You know, the activism comes second. Yeah. Um, but, but, the, but it's there. Uh, and in this case, and it's not there with every project, but in this case, when I had started researching this in 2018, they had, the Sackler family had essentially gotten away with it. Yeah. And uh, their deceptive practices, they were uh, continuing them overseas internationally using the same lies that they used here in the U.S. to market and sell OxyContin. And so I viewed it as a warning to other countries yeah. that, that, are, that, that, are, that Purdue Pharma is coming to addict your country and to lie to you and tell you that a highly addictive drug is not addictive. Uh, but also as a way to give them the trial that they never got. I thought, uh, because the crimes were so outrageous to me, and, and they'd been documented in a number of books. So there had been so much information already out there, but that information wasn't seeping through yeah. into the popular culture, even though there was terrific books written right. about it, right? Yeah. And so I thought, I think I can construct this show in a really dynamic way in which we can see their crimes. We can follow investigators putting a case together and prosecutors yeah. against them and intercut it with their victims and what they have done. And not only could that be, I think, a very compelling piece of drama, but a very damning indictment of what they did. Uh, and so that trial uh, was a big part of, of my personal motivation for the show. And then there was also um, the fact that there's a medication that's extremely effective for opioid use disorder, which is Suboxone, buprenorphine. And it's so stigmatized in many communities all over the country. Uh, and, and I read a statistic that 17% of the people that need it get it. And I thought that is, wow. that is so sad. That it's is. literally like saying 17% of the people that need chemotherapy get it, right? <laughs> so I thought the show could also maybe really help to destigmatize one of the best uh, uh, medications for helping someone overcome this disorder. And the disorder, it's a shocking disorder when you get into what it does to people and how it hijacks their brain. And it made me look at addiction in a completely different light. It, it was, I always viewed it as a moral weakness yeah. um, or someone that was a burnout that just wanted to get high. Instead, in the case of opioid use disorder, uh, it's not a moral weakness, their brain has been hijacked and they think uh, if they don't get it, they are in so much pain, they think they're gonna die. Yeah. And that's what the term dope sick means. That's <laughs> what being dope sick is. Uh, and in so many cases, these people that have become addicted uh, to opioids that their life has been completely taken over. Some people have referred to it as you know, zombification, yeah. that they become almost zombies in a way uh, because they're so enslaved to this medication, to this drug. And um, that so many of these people started on this path because they had a simple injury and a doctor prescribed it to them. And that you could get addicted in three days. It's so easy to get addicted. Three days you can yeah. get addicted to. Two weeks, a month. Yeah. You could be extremely addicted after six weeks right. of what you think is a medication. Well, again, Pete and I are very strong about Danny Strong and about his show Dope Sick doing, doing well at the Emmys on September 12th. I mean, look, the, the, the man's career is a, a, has a depth and scope, which is amazing. 
But this, I think, is where all of his talents have worked towards a story like this. And it'd be very interesting to see how this really goes down at the Emmys. Again, coming up on September 12th, NBC. Of course, that is a Monday this year because NBC do not want to give up any of their NFL football on a Sunday. So things will be a little different. But until then, we want to thank all of you for joining us over this season of TV Talk. We've really enjoyed it. Once again, we have been amazed by the response and feedback you guys have given us, the industry has given us, and we really appreciate it all. We are humbled by you listening. And the fact of the matter is, this year looks like Peter and I agree more than we disagree. So this might be a very unique season for TV Talk. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you'll never miss any of the episodes. You can go back and check out old ones. And of course, you know, we're going to be back sometime. Yes, and of course, you can find all of our TV-breaking news coverage and our coverage of the actual winners when they open those envelopes, as Dominic says, on September 12th, and actually the week before in the creative arts categories over Labor Day weekend, over two nights there. We're going to be Emmys, Emmys all the time coming up, folks. Thanks for listening. Take care. Talk to you soon.